2: Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour. Three women, one hour, all the opinions we can muster and a whole load of badass. This is our final hour for you this week, guys. Our final hour. And it's all about being as badass as you possibly can. You'll be hearing from me, Harriet Minter, and my co-host, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. Welcome back to Badass XL, our final and third hour. I'm Harriet Minter, I'm joined by my co-hosts Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton, and we're here on talk radio all the way through till 10pm tonight. Uh, Congratulations, Ed Sheeran. Aww. Aww. Blessed now that's like no What? no it's
0: because you know, i wasn't i was reading my next story I'm sorry i don't know what ed's done what has ed done he's
2: got engaged oh congratulations oh, yeah. Ed. the writer of all those songs that get played at weddings mm-hmm. is to have his own wedding so congratulations <laughs> um so we are here we've been here for two hours already the time is flying oh, Fly by. Flying it by. Is. it's been helped by a little bit of champagne um and we're here for another hour we're talking news but most excitingly, coming up, stay with us for this hour, because it's your badass balls-ups, it's your problems that we solve. Yes, that's coming up in just a little bit. But first, looking at our final stories of the day, um, and the first one is just downright creepy. Now, nah, what is it?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still reading this one, very perplexed. Um, Just Eat are under fire because one of their delivery men have sent unsolicited texts to a customer. Headline, good night, baby, (laughs) spelt (laughs) B-B-Y.
2: I just love. Can we just take for a minute the fact that that's the thing that Nat's going. I just can't believe he spelled baby bby. Who's replying to that?
0: No, but it, it, it's the whole. It's the whole thing. So uh, the Just Eat driver sent her a string of unsolicited messages via WhatsApp after li- delivering her meal on on Saturday. Um, so Michelle Midwinter tweeted a series of a series of screenshots showing what he he said. Initially, Just Eat said, "Oh, you know, we'll." send you a 10 pound voucher for well, the it's inconvenience. It was 5 to start with. was oh, a gosh. 5 pound voucher to start with. I mean, I mean and you know, 10 cuz that's life changing, isn't it? Um, and as a result of this, she's had a number of women contact her and say they have received similar things. So, <gasps> where drivers have had contact details, they have made contact and communicated with women that they know, you know what they know where they live. And I so reading it it <sighs> It's one of those things, we were talking about safety tax before, how many things do we have to protect ourselves from? Because when you, deli- when you order food, you don't think, oh, I might have to protect myself from the person that's delivering my food. You just want to eat your food in peace. You don't want to have to deal with this.
2: And I think that's, it really feeds into actually what we were saying right at the beginning of the show about kind of women and consent and understanding the signals because maybe if you're a guy you think oh i've got this woman's number and she was really nice to you and i delivered her food i'm just going to drop her a text i i just can't explain guys that's weird for us it's weird Mm. and you know what if we really want to find you we'll keep ordering we'll keep ordering until you come back again right and i just the fact that just eat is saying 10 pounds 10 pounds 10 pounds credit there you go that's compensation. Emma, you wouldn't accept that, would you? No, totally.
3: And they didn't release a statement going, this this uh, approach lacked empathy and does not reflect our policies. Um, but yeah, I think what you didn't say, Nat, in terms of the, the message that he sent, he put, good night, baby. See you next time when I get your meal, <laughs> which is so sinister. But also it's like, what is in this guy's head where he's just dropped off a pizza... <laughs> and sinless girl doesn't know anything about her, but has now has decided that perhaps there's a connection
0: there to follow up with. Do you know what? That's a 1980s porn film right there now. <laughs> but sinister and stalkery. Yeah. And there is nothing about his messaging or interaction that he should have thought this is yeah. okay. I did not give you my number. We did not exchange details in that way. You delivered a pizza. You delivered food to my house. We have a boundary. In fact, I don't even know who you are because I ordered it through a faceless app.
3: Yeah. So for you to
0: communicate with me.
3: If you've ordered like 10 pizzas and you're having a conversation at the door,
0: maybe you can start with that. But this is just weird. But the conversation should happen at the door if you get the right signal. And if you don't, keep your mouth shut. yeah. What do you think Just Eat should have done? Justy should have uh, said that they have spoken to the individual concerned. Um, They are investigating whether or not he's done it with any other women. Uh, And if they have found that he has, then he should be removed from his post. Do you think Justy should
3: have a policy a bit like you have like doctors and patients where you can't interact with staff or
0: a membership club can't interact? with? He shouldn't have had her number. So there's a data protection thing here. There's a privacy thing here. Uh, He should... should, All the messaging should be done within the app. And I accept, you know, even if you order a pizza from a high street chain, the driver has got your your number. But that interaction can happen in the app. Mm -hmm. For him to use his personal phone and communicate with her in that way is not right. No. Okay, that's... And also, I just want to say, if that has happened to you,
2: well come and tell us about it because we should highlight this. We should make yeah. sure it doesn't happen again. Come tell us about, about it. We will campaign on your behalf because it's just not, is absolutely not acceptable. You can't order a pizza to your own home without worrying about who's delivering it. Yes. It's not Is on. there anywhere that is not turned into like
3: Tinder? No. It's, <laughs> like I just everywhere. want a pizza. Every single I platform don't want anything has else. turned into LinkedIn,
2: <laughs> Facebook. Do you know what it says? This is people not knowing social media etiquette. It applies, social media etiquette applies to all apps, anything you're doing, don't approach people unless they made it clear they want to be approached. And if I'm paying for a pizza, I don't want to be approached. It's not yep. the same thing. <sighs> That's my run. <rundown. laughs> <laughs> um, I'm quite concerned about who's going to be delivering my pizza later. <laughs> um, so my story I've got is workplaces should cater for menopause as they do for pregnancy. So this is a new study um, that has been done to kind of try and highlight the the fact that talking about menopause is a bit of a taboo and that mm-hmm. we don't do it and it's been done by the charity well-being of women and it's looked at kind of ways that women can talk about menopause at work without it affecting their job or without pe- people thinking negatively of them because they are worried there's still a perception that if you are going through menopause it means you are getting older and we all know that as older women in the workplace often feel very very vulnerable about their jobs so they've had some suggestions so they suggest you know giving managers um training in how to speak about it about being open with women who are going through it so they can discuss what symptoms they are and aren't having um, and also teaching people to understand that it's you know it's not a final area in your life it's a stage that you go through um but the thing was so interesting for me was they found that cbt which is cognitive behavioral therapy um actually really helps with it so giving women specific exercises to understand how to talk about it i think we could actually do with a bit of cbt throughout the entire workplace do you think that would help nap yes yes <laughs> yes yes <all laughs>
0: Anything um, that enables people to understand themselves is is, is good um, to begin with. Where it's connected to menopause, again, it goes back to a conversation we were having before about data and research and being able to understand what's going on with our bodies and being able to talk about it and for things not to be taboo. Even having a conversation about periods a year ago may have been a taboo. And so menopause, again, it's that thing of it's unlikely a woman will come into the workplace and say, you know, this is the first day of of the menopause or I'm on this sort of medication. And I... So anything that helps with that is great, but actually what we should be doing is investing the time and the research and really just removing these taboos of things that only happen to women. I think this is more of a conversation about hormones, right? And I think you're not
3: women are always like, oh, you're too emotional. Hormones affect us. And mm-hmm. goes with the men- menopause is an adjustment in your hormones. Yeah. And, you know, guys do not have to experience this. But I said, especially using that Natural Cycles app, and I can really track my app. And I think I've said it before on the show. First two weeks of my cycle, I'm like mega badass. I am like fearless. <laughs> and then I get, you know, I have a week of anxiety. I have a week of like, I'm just really not feeling badass on any level. I have a week where I like, Everybody is getting on my nerves. And we have a week where I feel more emotional about mm. stuff. And it's like, we need to be having conversations about hormones. When you're pregnant, your hormones fluctuate. When you're menopausal, and it's almost like we can't talk about our hormones because we're emotional, we're hysterical. Yes, mm-hmm. hormones make us emotional. Hormones make us hysterical. Hormones change, f- they physically change my perception on
0: the world. Sorry, Matt. I don't like the word hysterical. Oh. On that, connected to menopause. Because I think, again, it, it's a, you come up with a picture um of what you know this means, and it's, it's not true, it's but not in hysterical. a way
3: my my hormones distort my rational mind, so I feel like i do i get I get a distortion at certain times in the month on how I feel about the world because a week later i 'm not feeling like that, so how is that not it's okay.
2: important actually that we are. We can talk about that and we can say it. We can say, actually, do you know what? I know that this today, don't book meetings in for that day because it's not going to be me at my best. Yeah, I, do, yeah.
3: I, I really track my work program around my cycle now.
2: And actually, there's something in that which I think is really interesting, which is about kind of saying that's just who we are as humans. Mm-hmm. And we all have good days and we all have bad days. And judging someone on it and saying, well, because you were a bit crazy on this day, we can't trust you with anything doesn't really work for me also apparently men have the same kind of hormonal loop but mm-hmm. over 24 hours so guys listening you're all hysterical at some point every day too
0: now it's the language and the lexicon yeah and going back to again a conversation we're having about yeah. consent and language we need to just find better language because all of these words are very heated and therefore people even with the best will in the world will come up with mental pictures around what a hysterical woman looks like it annoys
3: like. me it annoys me that for one week a month I act irrational or I look at the world it actually really really annoys me so I use these words because I, because I am I'm frustrated by my own mm-hmm. body in a way yeah. that these hormones can re, it can shape my perspective on the world or my perspective on a situation what about colorful
0: Would we're just a bit more
3: colourful no
0: it's annoying <laughs> fine i concede
2: <laughs> uh so our final story we're returning to our favorite topic of course we're returning to sex emma tell us about sex and our brains oh during sorry i got sex. carried away getting
3: annoyed about hormones there. <laughs> colorful this is <laughs> colorful mm. yeah i've got some work to do if i'm gonna <laughs> feel like that's the perspective okay so this was about a study about women and about women using their minds more for sex. So scientists find females display more brain activity than men when they're aroused. Apparently, these experts scanned brain activity in volunteers while they watched porn videos, and then they compared this to measure the arousal of their genitals with heat cameras. And they detected higher levels of activity in a number of regions of women's brains as versed to men's brains.
2: Can I just say, I'm such a child, but I always just really giggle whenever any of these studies come out and how they have to measure it, because it just cracks me up. I mean... What, the genital Yeah, bit. you just don't want to sit there with things like stuck <laughs> to you while you're being forced to watch various <laughs> pornography. I mean, how much are they paying for this? I don't know. Anyway, back to the point. Is it really news that women are turned on by their minds
3: well hang on hang on i did some research today <laughs> Of course, <you> did. <laughs> I guess oh I mentioned this. how much
2: time did you have today so this study they only
3: did it on 20 men and women oh. between the ages of 18 and 31 so i'm sorry but a study on 20 bad is bad science but i did some research on google and google told me that in 2004 they did a similar study with 14 people although it didn't see the age and the studies came out that the men had a higher arousal when they saw visual stimuli, so I'm like, oh, is this a fundamental shift? You know, is this an age? Is this like social media? Are women like? What do you mean when they? Ha- well, if in 2004 they did it and men were more visually stimulated, oh, uh, and I, you now, use their brains more. Yeah, when they watch porn, right? But now it's women. I'm like, what's oh. how's that? Sh- what's caused that shift?
2: What do you think? Which one do you think feels more correct for you? I mean, these are both tiny, tiny studies, so it can't really be relied upon. But for me, I always think, actually, as we were saying earlier in the show now, right, Mm -hmm. that um, for women, sex is quite a mental thing, and for men, it is a very physical thing. You know, that all the blood rushes Mm -hmm. in one direction. So... uh, Now, I'd say the opposite. I would... I've always kind of from my own personal research,
0: (laughs) I've always thought that men
3: are much more visually stimulated. That's why they might enjoy watching, you know, strippers and things. And I feel like women are less driven by that. I mean, I know men go to like strip shows and things and we've had like, you know, magic mic stuff and that's all fun. But I don't, I think women are much more driven by that emotional connection. Uh, And yeah, so I think it's the opposite. I think men are very visual where women are very like...
0: I I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I think that's different to brain Mm -hmm. stimulation. So I think a man watching some kind of sexual uh, visual, whether it's porn or, you know, someone dancing on a pole, that doesn't require the same sort of brain capacity as I think, a woman uses. I really do think they're just a bit simpler when it comes to sex. Right? Actually, I
2: think that's a great point because there's something about, you know, when we're talking about brain activity and measuring brain activity. Is it actually just one part of the brain going hyper, hyper crazy mm-hmm. or is it lots of parts exactly. of the brain working all together? I
3: found another interesting fact <laughs> in my research though. very Go quickly.
2: On. Apparently, when Pfizer finally,
3: fi- Pfizer finally admitted defeat in its attempts to make female Viagra and their reasoning was women were just too complicated. Whereas in men, it's all about hydraulics. In women, the brain is the crucial sexual organ, their mm. lead scientist said.
2: There we are. if you want to turn me on, compliment my mind. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> um coming up in the next section yes i've been trailing it's our badass balls up so we've got so many we've got we're doubling up on them because we've just got more time more time more wisdom to share with you wisdom that is what is coming up here on talk radio after the break
1: across the uk online and on dab
2: <laughs> badass xl
1: on talk radio she'll get you talking
2: Welcome back to Badass XL here on Talk Radio with me Harriet Minter and my co-host Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. We, gosh, I can't believe we're on 920. We're so no close to the end, but before the end, the best bit. My favorite bit. If you haven't listened to Badass Women's Hour before, then we like to share our wisdom. We like to help people out. And so we invite you to send us your problems, things you need some help with, questions you've got, and we'll just use all our wisdom over well quite frankly, over 100 years of life experience between us to try and solve them. This is our Badass Bulls Ups, my favourite part of the show, and we have one each to start with. So Emma... What is our first question this week? Well, this one came from Tanya on Instagram
3: and she said, I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on the importance of women simply being kind to one another. From girls growing up to friendship groups in the media at work, it'd be great to, talk, to hear you talk about the way in which we treat each other and how that has a huge impact positively
2: and negatively. Mm. Now, has, do you think how women treat each other, has it changed in recent years? Yes.
0: Uh, and I say yes because um, we just didn't really talk about it. I don't. We didn't talk about shine theory. We didn't. Uh, uh, just
2: explain shine theory. So
0: shine theory is is the idea that if I shine, you shine, we all shine together. Um, another woman doing well doesn't mean that another woman is doing is doing less well. We all do well together. Uh, I think we have new language around sisterhood. I think with more opportunity. Uh, People are seeing that, you know, if one woman has been given X opportunity, it doesn't mean there isn't another opportunity for for another one. And actually, you hold the door open and bring all your friends in too. I think we're creating more of our own media. We're creating more of our own platforms. Um, and these things just didn't exist in the same way a couple of years ago. And that's where we can thank social media for something. Do you think... So I always go out and really talk about the importance
2: of women supporting women. And I feel really lucky that... In my career, I have met some women that don't support women, but 99% of the women I've met have helped me in some way, shape or form, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But I always, always get asked, what do you do about a woman who does not believe in supporting other women? and I get frustrated about that because I just feel some people
0: don't believe in supporting other people exactly that's yeah. so, so I was wincing my face and, and I was going to jump in and say it because some people just don't believe it so, and so I, it's not women it's just some people is it I, worse when it's a woman Emma
3: well I think there's two types I think there's some women that don't believe it I think and I've went from my perspective what I've seen is that's uh, often a generational thing and those women have had to fight really really hard and it's almost like You shouldn't have it so easy. I had to work really hard to get in that position. I see other women who really, really, I know in their deepest hearts, they want to be cool about it, but they really struggle when it comes out as kind of passive-aggressive behaviour where they really want to help and support girlfriends, but actually they're so enormously uncomfortable and insecure Insecure. about somebody else being as successful as them or maybe being more successful than them that they do end up as slight blockers. And I've I've seen this a few times.
2: If you come across somebody that you think is blocking you for whatever reason, whether it's generational, whether it is you know because they're insecure, should
0: you call it out? Yes. And then up your game. So call it out, uh, have a conversation with that person if it's in the workplace, if they are your boss and if they're the only person in the company, i.e. they are you know the CEO or you, you, you work for them. I think you have to make a call on whether or not you want to stay because it's going to be their way or, or the highway. But I will call it out. And then on the other side of it, it's, it's also a case of upping your game. Sometimes you just have to be oblivious to the naysayers. You have to be oblivious to people that don't see your light and you have to be oblivious to people that want to pull you down and just keep on your path. Yeah, see, I I wouldn't call. I don't call people out. So
3: I notice that behaviour and I sidestep them. Or I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll mark your card. Right. I know what you're like. I know you're not going to support me in my journey and that's fine. Yeah. But I'm not going to call out every single person who does that, to be honest, because it would just... So if you work for them, you have
0: to... Because you're there in their organizer in mm. an organization with them. Yeah, but then I guess that can get tricky, right? Yeah, yeah. true.
2: Okay, well, I don't know. To women who don't support other women, there is think- a special place in hell for them, apparently. Hmm. Do you believe it? Tell us. Tweet us at Badass Women's Hour, HR at Badass Women's Hour. Come tell us. Nat, what is our
0: second question this week? So the second question is anonymous. Uh, and it's, so I have a question for your New Year show. <gasps> um, I'm 28, visually impaired, and I have been a carer for my dad since I was 15. I really missed out on nights out and parties growing up, and I really want to make up for lost time. Problem is, my friends keep telling me to be happy staying in, watching Netflix and thinking about my safety. I'm very sensible getting drunk is not on my agenda and I just want to go out and have fun, but apparently clubbing alone is the saddest thing ever. (gasps) This broke my heart. I know, yeah, yeah, ditto. And I remember you
3: said your first response was, she needs some new friends, and I was like, I think I'm right there with Nat.
0: But
2: do you think, So I thought that when I read this, I was like, that's just, just so sad, but there was a part of me which thought what is going on with her friends here are they because sometimes we think our behavior is really really super sensible but actually we're not the best judge of our behavior so I think for her she needs to sit down and have a really honest conversation with her friends and say look I actually feel that you're really blocking me from having a great time why why are you doing this and just listen because it might actually be something to do with them might be kind of their issues and that's fine and you can talk to them maybe get them out get them out clubbing with you, but also they might have a legitimate thing that they're a bit scared to say because they don't want to upset you or they don't want to hurt you. Giving them a space to air it means you get to hear it and see whether it has any legitimacy. Um they get to say it, everyone's fine. I would say if you are going out by yourself, please tell someone where you're going and tell someone when you get home. Well that, that is was the my, safety check. That was
3: my next point. Is clubbing alone the saddest thing ever? Because no, I'm like No. sometimes just want to go
2: have a dance
0: yeah
3: and no and
2: actually whenever you're in a club lots of people are like walking around like no one
3: would know whether you were there with mates or
0: not yeah
2: they wouldn't but just from oh god i feel so old just from a safety perspective just tell someone
0: (laughs) no i agree and the reality is unfortunately there are lots of venues that are not geared up for your awesomeness so you have a visual impairment the space around you may not be geared up to support you with that Uh, But there are lots of other things that you can do. So meetups.com. There are lots of supper clubs and really interesting things that are probably better than going to a club. Things that you can do alone. Um... So have a look on meetups or what's another platform that you can find things to do. Uh, Airbnb have a new experiences yeah, tab. Facebook
2: have loads for your local area. Yeah, and also it's I'd question
3: else. I'd question the the belief that clubbing is fun because I don't know about you. When those lights go on at three am, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look Hot so Nets. fun then, does yes. it?
0: <laughs> no, no. But I, I, going back to the point on the friends, I do think you know friends that that say stay at home and don't even make an effort to give you options on something different. I'm not cool with that. I'm okay. just saying.
2: Yeah, I agree better friends is our general view i think so final question me and a friend have set up an online community events platform oh sorry this comes from chung via instagram she says we're hoping to get it to a point where it makes money but for now it's more of a side hustle should we set it up as a limited company business owners limited company yes or no emma i would say no No,
3: because the trouble is you set up a limited company and then it's going to cost you quite a few hundred pounds every year to file your accounts and if you're not actually making any money, I would set up a joint bank account, so any money that you do um, bring in and you can just declare that on your self-assessment form and I would just sit with that for a while and then see because a limited company is a pain if you set one up and then you decide that actually, you know, if you're in the early days of seeing where something's going to go. So I would say no, hold fire. Yeah, Nat. that's...
0: So this is going to sound like the opposite of everything I've ever said. But I think some people need to just remember that some things can be hobbies. Not everything is a business. And unless you've scoped out a viable value proposition, and if you're listening and you're like, I don't know what a value proposition is, therein lies my point. It might just be a hobby. Don't set up a a limited company. Just have fun with it. Yeah, it's a big trend enjoy for entrepreneurship, it. isn't it? So I think people are like, oh, I want to be a business owner. I want to be a business owner. And it's actually, hard, you're It's right. hard work. Just enjoy yeah. it. Don't yeah. save yourself the cost for now.
2: I absolutely agree. I think there's a lot to be said for just having something which you enjoy. And it's a little extra fun thing that you yeah. do. The only thing I would say is this is an events platform. So I would just get, a mate who's a lawyer to just check the insurance side on it what happens if somebody falls over at one of the events you've recommended i don't think you're liable but i would just want somebody who knows about that to check and tell you um but yeah being a limited company is a hassle uh so we are going into a little break now but we're going to be back with more badass balls ups right here on talk radio
1: Flushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: In just a minute.
1: On talk radio, we'll get you talking.
0: (laughs) Badass XL on talk radio.
1: She'll get you talking.
2: Welcome back to Badass XL here on talk radio with me, Harriet Minter, and my co hosts, Emma Sexton and Natalie Campbell. Uh, We're doing our badass balls ups. Your problems, our solutions. Wisdom like you've never heard before. (laughs) That's what this is. Uh, Now, what's our next problem?
0: Our next one is from Naomi on Twitter. And she says, one of my New Year's resolutions this year was to build my personal brand. Should I invest in professional headshots? A nice short one.
2: Mm. So I actually have a bit of experience with this because I, when I left my kind of full-time job and became a freelancer, I thought I want some proper headshots that... I, you know, I wanted proper headshots that made me look bloody gorgeous. That's what I wanted. And I professional, so, professional, yeah, mm. professional, but also gorgeous. And um, I invested in a photographer and a makeup artist. And I went and had these photos taken. And honestly, I didn't like them. And I have barely used them. And I've used them for a couple of things. And then I've emailed people afterwards and said, please, can you change them? Because I just don't mm. like them. Then I got my very good friend who was my flatmate at the time. She's not a professional photographer, but she is a brilliant photographer. I got her and another friend and we did a photo shoot in our flat. I did my own makeup and hair. They like organized everything. She photoshopped the background. So it looks like I'm in a slightly more glamorous location than I am (laughs) our actual flat. And those photos are the best photos anyone has ever taken from me. And I think there's a lot to be said for being comfortable. No, they really are. They're the best photos. And what now, about you don't our believe photos? Me. Yeah, the badass women's our photo shoot. You yeah, look hot. They, I did, but I'm going to be honest. They're better. They really mm. are. So They're I would say, you know, get good headshots, but I don't think you have to spend loads of money to get them. Agreed. Emma?
3: Yeah, I, well, I think headshots are important. Being a designer, I know how important visuals are. And if you are building your personal brand, part of that is creating a perception about who you are. So your profile picture can really tie that because that might be the first thing people see on LinkedIn is like your profile picture. So you can communicate a lot in that in terms of, I don't know, do you want to be the fun, crazy, creative one? Do you want to be the serious corporate one? Um, and I think, you know, there is a lot about finding a, the photographer that would do the right style for you uh, and also to have photo photoshop because it's just quite nice to like you know just add the tone to that image that you want to to but I think they're really important it's really important for perception and and get something that's in line with with how you want to be perceived in the world
2: yeah and actually picking up on that when you do do it don't go and do makeup that you would never have don't go and wear something you would never wear because it's you want people to think you look great. You don't want people to think, who's that when you walk into the room? <laughs> Which is what yeah. happens with me. People yeah. are like, that's
0: not your hair. <laughs> <laughs> From our photos. The our Photos. I had hair for that, that short picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to be the Grinch that stole something. I don't know what. But Naomi, what are you building your personal f- brand for, babe? I mean, if it's It's a good thing, wait, 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 but if she's doing it because she's got a business, a hobby that she's trying to make a business and all sorts of other stuff and people have told her you need a website and don't fall into the trap. Ask yourself the question, what are you building your personal brand for? If you've got a job and and you're saying you want to build your personal brand and therefore you want to take headshots why yeah but it's why? good for your career
3: your personal brand even if you just want to go from job to job to job i think it's really good for your for people look at your 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 online profile now and people will be looking to seeing what you're doing it's just more pressure yeah.
2: but no, i've definitely looked so. at people's linkedin and thought why is that a picture of you with your dog not that i wouldn't have my dog on my linkedin because she's beautiful but yeah you know, it's not i do think yeah. I, I agree i don't know that they need to be professional but i think you, need you to can be... carefully select you need Carefully to be aware slept. how
3: you're being perceived, I think.
2: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, send us your most beautiful headshots. <laughs> we want to see them, tag us on Instagram at badasswomansRHR. What are your headshots like? Are they really beautiful? Are they professional? Do you think they're not important? Come tell us. We always like to know. Uh, second question is Emma. Emma, yeah. what's the second this question? This is from
3: Luna via Instagram. And I basically think that probably Natalie needs to answer this uh so luna says (laughs) hi there am i the only person in the universe who doesn't really know what journaling is everyone seems to be doing it and talking about it but what is it and should i even bother with it so Nat, you love a journal right
0: so i love a journal but i don't do journaling you do
3: Oh, that's true. I okay. Do. <laughs> so, for people that are thinking
0: what journaling is, uh, it is the act of, of writing daily. You know, taking day- time to write down your thoughts on a daily basis or a weekly basis, and it's just a sort of a diatribe of everything that's in your brain. You just throw it out on paper, and it, it's not there for anyone to read. You know, don't turn this into a business. Don't think about it being published as a book or a memoir. It's just you taking stuff out of your brain. That is what journaling is, and. It's said to help with uh, stress or just help you process thoughts. It helps you move past emotions. But it's just a great chronicle to see how you're progressing through life and move, moving through change and all sorts of things. I like journals. So I like having a diary. <laughs> where- you like, stationery. I like Yeah, basically like stationery. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the headline. I like stationery. <laughs> yeah.
2: So Emma, you journal. What do you do? What do you do? How do you do it? Do you have one of those fancy schmancy bullet journals or what do no, you No, so
3: I journal. I journal a lot if I'm low or something is stressing me out or concerning me. And what I do is I just write. So I either do pen to paper or I will just use my notes, perhaps sitting on the tube on the way home, and I will just... I will I will just write, um, you know, just type whatever my thoughts are. And I found it more effective than having a therapy session because it really is is something around getting those thoughts out and me writing it down. And I don't even reread back it. I don't read over it at all. And sometimes when I'm writing, I can't even read my handwriting. But it's so cathartic. It really mm-hmm. helps me... Gain the right perspective on a situation that maybe I haven't. I found it really powerful, so I'm always there's lo. If I die, there's loads of like <laughs> me, like bitching about his boyfriend. And all sorts.
2: Yeah, make sure you put them in your will. Yes, you exactly. I might send them in my will. <laughs> so I try to keep a journal. It's one of the things that I start basically pretty much every January. So I've got. A million journals, which mm. go maybe January to mid Feb, possibly okay. March, and no further. And I always find that I get too into them, so I try and put too many things down. I try and create too many like categories and plans. You're trying for to record. Are you do, do you more. Is that more like a diary where you're trying to
3: record what you're doing? And no,
2: I'm just I'm just trying to create an organised, beautiful, efficient life that somebody would want when they read it in a hundred years' time. But actually, <laughs> they're not going to want it because it's like you know. Yoga practice, 20 minutes, failed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what I'm saying is, by all means, get into journaling, but maybe start small, right? Mm. Start small with three things I'm proud I've done today or one thing that was great today. Keep it simple because you don't want your house cluttered up with quarter-filled journals. (laughs) Uh, So our final badass balls up tonight, which is just joyous. I love this. (laughs) So this comes from Eliza via Twitter and she says... My 70-year-old neighbor in the flat above mine likes to tap dance and move furniture at 2 a.m. It's ruining my sleep. Do I go to prison for murder or dot, dot, <laughs> dot?
3: <laughs> she's definitely dot, dot, joking. Dot, can we dot, caveat? Dot, she's what? definitely joking.
2: If but you I can live imagine. A, if you're 17, you live above a girl called Eliza. What out? <laughs> I just, I like, this woman's 17. She's tap dancing at 2 a.m. Get up there and join in.
0: <laughs> she's a role model for our times. Nat, No. No. And this is because I have really noisy neighbours who uh, I think they're musicians and they decide to do practice at 2 a.m. when they come in. Um, and for some reason, they can still get up at 7 a.m. And, and leave the house. So, no, it is actually annoying. And it's it's Asbo culture as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so call the police. Call environmental. What's environmental noise? Environmental health. Envi- is it get her arrested the people the sound people <laughs> your local council your local council there's a number on that for people that make too much noise and they will come out and do an assessment and if the assessment of noise is higher than whatever their, their rating is they will give them a warning it's distressing to life it really does annoy me Oh, Eliza, get some earplugs and get over
2: yourself because at 70, you are going to want to be tap dancing at 2 a.m. too. I just, I have no time for this. Okay, if you have a badass balls up that you want to help and advice with because we love, we love to help you out and we want to share with you just as you share with us, come and tell us. Find us on Twitter or Instagram or Instagram. Or Facebook at Badass Women's Hour HR at Badass Women's Hour. We're on all the social medias. Or you can we've got a little form on our website badasswomenshour.com. You can tell us there. Um, you know, just tell us. We'll keep it between us and our listeners. <laughs> um, it's a very like it's a very closed group, mm. uh, but we love to give our advice. So please do come share. Coming up in the show, it's our badass hero of the week, women of the week that we are just going to celebrate because they're so. Brilliant. Coming up here on Talk Radio after this break.
1: Across the UK, online and on DAV.
2: (laughs) Badass XL
1: on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking.
2: Welcome back to Badass XL. If you've stayed with us for the whole show, thank you. It has been a joy. Uh, We're coming into our final segment now. So if you know anything about us, you know that we like to end with a little bit of inspiration, something for you to get excited about. Um, we So we always like to start with, well, some women that we have been inspired by, some women that have really spoken to us, are badasses of the week. Nat,
0: who is yours this week? So my badass pick this week is Coretta Scott King, and she is the wife of Martin Luther King, but she's mo- so much more than that. But I chose her this week because of, of that role. Uh, and it was Martin Luther King Day on Monday, and that's The Connection. So Coretta Scott King uh, was an American author, an activist, obviously a civil rights leader, and she died in 1968. Uh, Not many people know this, but she helped lead the civil rights movement in the 1960s. The men definitely get lots of credit for it. And, you know, there are few Beyonce songs where, you know, where she talks about the women behind the men. And she's referring to this. And it's because women like Coretta... um, really played prominent roles in the organising, in the galvanising communities locally. They did actually speak on platforms in the same way that the men did. The men just got the national um, profile. Um, after her husband's death in 1968, so obviously we know that Martin Luther King was assassinated, she took on the leadership um, and the, the struggle for racial equality herself, and she became active in the broader women's movement. She founded the King Centre, and she pushed to make his birthday a national holiday so what people in the US celebrated and lots of people on social media celebrated that was her her doing she succeeded when Reagan signed it into legislation during his administration um and then she broadened her her scope to stop focusing on apartheid advocacy for LGBT rights um, and she became friends with lots of politicians, but she never actually went into politics herself. And it's, I think it's important to remember the people that don't always get the glory and they don't always get that front of stage billing, but they are behind the scenes making things happen. We would not be, you know, Americans would not have a day off if it wasn't for her persistence. We would not uh, have a, a whole host of, of things, I'm sure, because she because she lived and because she was who she was.
2: And I think it's so important to remember, like you said, that when you see a strong man standing up there leading something, most of the time there's a woman behind that, Mm -hmm. supporting, supporting. And we don't give credit to that. And I feel I am particularly bad at this because I want to see more women in leadership roles Mm -hmm. and I want to see more women at the front. So I don't take enough time to appreciate the women who actually say, I don't need to be the front person. I can stand here and support and make this other stuff happen. I think she's incredible for that. Thank you for sharing her. Uh, Emma, who is
3: your pick this week? So mine is Barbara Baudichon, who is an artist. And I came across her this week because there was an article about blue plaques and about the lack of women on these blue plaques. And she does have a blue plaque down in Hastings. Just yeah. to explain a blue plaque for anyone who hasn't seen it. Oh that's so the marks a, I don't know what the correct term is but it's sort of it marks a, a house of significant history yep.
2: yes. historical importance. Mm-hmm. And somebody yes. who's lived there. If, you, if you're yep. walking along and you see a little blue circle on a house that's what we're talking okay. about.
3: And you know they highlighted Barbara as being somebody who does have a blue plaque and they talked about her being the person that was actually the first person to do something that caused action Uh, with the women's rights movement. I was like, oh, that sounds a bit interesting. What does she do? She's clearly the, you know, there's always, I'm a big advocate of like less talk, more action. I was like, oh, okay, let me look into what she did. And she had quite an unconventional upbringing. She was basically born out of wedlock. Her father sounds like he was quite a bit of a a maverick and he didn't want to get married. And he brought her up to, you know, she, she had quite a lot of disposable money and quite a lot of free will, but she couldn't quite educate herself. But she sort of aligned herself with lots of artists. So she's very well known for her her um, uh art pieces but what she did is she really uh challenged the whole law around women uh when they got married all of the things that they owned got transferred to their husband yeah. and what she did is she gathered up all these laws that affected women were at the detriment of women and put them together into one pamphlet so this like flimsy pamphlet, pamphlet but she had just just researched all of these and gone right here you go And there was a few of them and it basically became a national movement. They lobbied against the government to get it changed. Obviously, the government's full of men, clearly not going to work in their favour if the women could retain the rights to their property. So they threw it out. But it just created this whole movement. And I just thought, what an incredible woman. And just that sort of, almost a bit of a micro action. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. sort of goes back to what Shola was saying where you know she just got, oh, well, hang on a minute. And just from that one action of gathering up all those laws and really making people see how women were disadvantaged caused a whole change in, in the laws.
2: And I think what's so beautiful about it is actually just the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. It's just taking all the different bits and putting them in one place. And when you do that, you can see the impact that all these small things have on us and in entirety create a whole movement so many
3: men said that uh her, what she was trying to do would cause arguments between married couples and others said the move would upset the natural balance of power between husbands and wives <laughs> some feared that women would become self-assertive uh, which was a very fearful prospect for men
2: mm. and has in fact come to be mm-hmm. gosh if uh-huh.
0: only they knew that so if people want a micro action one thing would to do would be to look out for blue plaques and if you can think of women that deserve a blue plaque email the blue plaque society i think that's actually what they're called uh, or it might be the federation or because there are not enough women that have blue plaques and it's an, a weird thing that's been in the back of my mind for a while you know when those campaigns when i get angry women do not like we have a tiny percentage of blue plaques in comparison to men so
2: lobby it's like female statues we
0: need more so, of them too yeah, exactly. more of them Uh, Just
2: basically more public recognition of our awesomeness, that's what we need. Uh, So my badass, we talked about her at the start of the show, so I'm bringing her back again. Ellen Pompeo, I just want to give a massive shout-out to her this week uh, for that Hollywood Reporter interview that we talked about at the start where she talks about being Hollywood's highest-earning female TV actor. Well done, Ellen, for that. I think it's incredible. I also think her honesty and vulnerability and strength in that interview, talking about what she'd had to sacrifice Mm -hmm. in order to earn that Why she'd made that decision and how she used her bargaining power to actually make that happen is a lesson for all of us. Um, And women do that all the time, but they don't always go out and talk about it. They don't share the knowledge. We don't tell other women how to do it. We don't tell them what we've learned. We don't tell them what we've had to do. And I think it's just beautifully badass of her to do it. So she is my badass of the week. Yeah, I love that article. Especially her use of the F word throughout it. (laughs) My kind of girl. Actually, I did read it, and I was like, "I th- think she's going to get on with Emma." <laughs> 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 uh, so, those are our badasses of the week this week. But if you've got someone you'd like to nominate, if you've got somebody who's doing something amazing, come and tell us. We would love to hear about them. You can find us on Twitter at Badass Women's Hour HR at Badass Women's Hour, um, or you know, if you want to tag us on Instagram, same thing, Facebook. But we want to hear who you think is brilliant. They can be a woman from history. They could be someone you know. They could be someone you admire. Come and tell us. And if we like them, we'll feature them in our badasses of the week. Now, it's a very important time in our show. We're closing. (laughs) We're going to leave you with our final... We we made it. We made it. Three hours. Three hours. Don't jinx it. We've got nine minutes to go. Sorry about that. But our final closing thoughts. Yes, the deep, deep wisdom... (laughs) our badass principle of the week
0: <laughs> no pressure <laughs>
2: <laughs> something for you to live your life by in the coming 7 days now
0: what is it our badass principle this week for our first ever live 3 hour show is go live you are such (laughs) a (laughs) genius genius me so uh, we're 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 mixing up the model and as of next week our badass principles be more than two words but go live for this week is is you know what it's exactly this it's take the things that you want to do and make them work go live with them talk about them Tell everyone what you're doing, go live, launch that project, get, get yourself the thing that you, that you want. Um, and it can be a hobby. This for us, people don't know, this isn't our day jobs. This is not what we do all of the time. This is something we do because we love it and we've gone live with it.
2: What would be one tip for somebody who's maybe got an idea mm-hmm. that they want to take live this year, but they don't quite know what the first thing is they should be doing? write it down
0: so i think all of us are very good at writing down the things that we want to make happen
2: i'm excellent at it in january yes don't
0: put pressure on it um and this is the theme of the things that i've said today don't automatically say this must be a business and this must be the thing that makes me all of my money for the rest of my life just if you love it just roll with it don't push too much just roll with it yeah
2: I'd register the domain name as well I realize I'm getting all these emails from <laughs> domain hosts at the moment being like the domain name you've registered is up for a new like, I registered that <laughs> um, but you know if you've got an idea you've got a great name go register it because yeah. you just don't know when it yeah. might come back you never know Emma what is go live for you uh
3: yeah in a similar vein to Natalie I'm a big believer of like test and learn and I think I think it's quite hard to get over that first step, but just putting something out there. Mm-hmm. And that obviously depends on what your idea is. I don't know, maybe you've got an idea for an event, maybe it's a newsletter, I don't know, something, put it out there, test and learn, and be really like, I don't know, if you can kind of let go of the outcomes, like Nat said, yeah. and be like, do you know what? I've, from my perspective, there's this thing, and I think it would be great if that existed in the world, and I'm just gonna put something out there, see what happens, and be comfortable with it failing, and knowing that you will learn loads of stuff so that next time you go live with something, you'll be better at it and more badass. Then that's a really important thing that I think people don't do because there's too many narrative of these overnight successes. Or, you know, I don't know. You yeah. see us. We've got a three hour live show. No one remembers the the 18 months, <laughs> we <do>. two years <laughs> of like doing live events, yeah. pitching the idea, doing the podcast. We spent a whole year doing like no one no one sees that. And, yeah. you know, we started somewhere. So, yeah. There you go.
2: I agree. And I think for me, go live is actually it's about getting out of your comfort zone. Mm. So you could start something and you could get into it and you can think, oh, I know how to do this. I feel really comfortable with it. I've got it. It feels safe and secure and easy. All great. What's the next step? Like, What makes it bigger? What makes it a little bit scary? What could make it more exciting and more dynamic? That is about taking something live. It's about taking it out of the safe, happy place that it's in and giving it a little push towards greatness. Um, so that is what we would like you to live your life by in the next seven days. So if you do it and something amazing happens, do you know what you should do? You should get in touch and tell us about it. You can tweet us, of course, at Badass Women's Hour, HR, at Badass Women's Hour. You can come find us on Facebook. We've been on Facebook Live the whole way through this show. Um, which we, I've occasionally forgotten about as I kind of stretch and yawn in the break but <laughs> we have we've been there the whole show so you can find us on Facebook Badass Women's Hour or on Instagram Badass Women's Hour strangely enough um, or our website I always forget that mm. we've got a website Badass oh and a newsletter yes when I like write it we definitely have a newsletter <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can come find us there and talk to us because we really really like that ladies our first three hour show how has it been for you what have you learnt <sighs>
0: Well, What's... I've learned that three hours flies by yeah. personally. I've learned that we've got an awful lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. It, yeah, um, And we're good. We're good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what stuff do you think we're going to be covering more. in the coming weeks? For people who are going to come back, what, you've got a little flavour of us. What else do we think we want to cover? And so I,
0: I really like, like I said before, I like the money section. We're going to be talking about money. Yeah. We'll be talking about how to make more of it, how to save it, how to invest it. I think we'll be looping in technology. I really want to talk about Bitcoin. Uh, the review section. We're trying food. We're trying gong baths, We're trying DNA tests. We're trying a wigwam, possibly. Oh, the IV drip. Who's doing that? You're doing that. Oh, right? I'm, I'm doing the IV drip.
2: drip. I'm also being te- my DNA is being tested for weight loss. I don't know who signed me up for that, but we're all an doing, all doing it. all conversation, the there, ladies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm excited, but getting out and trying things and having com- having conversations with everyone that's listening and everyone that's watching and and then pitching in. I'm excited about all of it. I'm excited
2: about that, too, because we're going to be here every Saturday night from 7 p.m. till 10 p.m., God, at least for the rest of the year and maybe if they let us forever and forever. ever and ever, <laughs> and ever and ever until our digital footprint is a wee memory <laughs> in people's minds
0: um,
2: so we'll be here so come talk to us and always with Talk Radio you can always give us a call 0344 499 1000 not now because we're going off to have a drink but later on give us a call we'll be here same time same place next week on Talk Radio this has been the Badass Women's Hour we've been here with you for the last 44 minutes and we've really loved it we hope you've enjoyed it too and that you've learned a little something uh, if you liked this, do you know what you should do you should hit subscribe on the podcast subscribe or review us and give us five stars because we really really love that and of course we'll be here again with you next week with even more content because it's three hours the whole time now three whole shows every single week for you we've been the badass women's hour thank you for listening come find us on social media in the meantime at badass women's hour hr at badass women's hour or talk to me at harriet minter nat at nat d campbell and emma at emma sexton